Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be doing another solo episode with you today. And today's chat is just going to be a little bit about consistency, but Before we go into it, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a life update. This morning, I had a call with an interior designer, which is like so exciting. I'm basically going to be rejigging my whole office so you can expect a much more aesthetic space for the film version of the podcast than the one I'm currently sitting in. And while it's still pretty much a vibe, it's just it's just going to get even better. So I'm basically going to be hiring a graphic designer to be fitting out my office. And I just want it to feel more luxurious. I walk into my office and the best way I can describe it is it doesn't feel like a millionaire's office. <laughs> That feels funny to say, but it's true. It doesn't feel like a millionaire's office. So I want to elevate it to feel more luxurious, more elegant, more high end, but still my personality, still like neutrals and things like that. So my style is very, very neutral. I love whites, creams, beiges, all of the things like a very, very clean palette. But if you know me and my personality, I'm also very, very playful. I love pink and things like that. So I'm thinking of incorporating a lot of neutrals, but a a bit of baby pink color pops. I want to get the typical neon podcast sign for the background, which is going to be exciting. I'm just like really excited to just be elevating the space. The next issue that I've run into with recording the podcast episodes, because I did consider putting them on YouTube for people that love like watching them. But apparently most DSLR cameras only record to 30 minutes. So that's another issue that I've got to uncover. So the last podcast episode I recorded with Oscar, we went for like an hour and 10, 15, 20 minutes. I'm not sure it was a long episode, Um, but it only recorded 30 minutes of it, which sucks. And yeah, apparently I'm capped it because cameras aren't actually video cameras. They're designed for taking photos. Who knew? So they're not made to be filming for long periods of time. So they actually turn off after 30 minutes. So that's the next thing I got to get underway. I just want to like improve all of the equipment, improve the aesthetics. I want to just be having a whole vibe in my office, which is going to be, yeah, just super cool. But I was just having a think about um, consistency and stuff like that. So I had in my calendar, Madison, my business manager, if anyone doesn't know, um, that's my business manager. Um, She put in my calendar today to record two podcast episodes. I ended up only needing to record one because I recorded one yesterday with Oscar, which would have been the last episode you guys would have just listened to. And what's interesting, I was thinking about this and I was like, I've had so much resistance to podcasting and I honestly found podcasting so hard. And while one, the biggest issue, which I spoke about in a few episodes back was that I was doing everything myself. So I wasn't just sitting down and talking. It was then the editing and the uploading and the show notes and the promoting and like all of that, which just, there was just too much that I had to do. I just wanted to sit down and talk to you guys. I didn't want to do anything else. But The other issue that I came into was resistance of actually sitting down and recording. And what I've realized was, (laughs) this is so funny. A lot of that was just me not putting it in my fucking calendar. Like it was actually me just not scheduling out time in my calendar to record a podcast episode. Like it was that easy of a fix. And I was thinking today, um, Madison messages me every Monday morning and she always just says like, hey babe, um, 
today and this week. So she messaged me and she was like, hey, 9.45, one-to-one client call with so-and-so, call here, team meeting here, uh, recording one podcast episode, blah, blah. She basically just reiterates what's ever in my calendar, but it just helps me anchor back in when she verbalizes it to me. And then if there's anything important for the week coming up, she'll let me know as well. And when she messaged me and she was like recording a podcast episode, I was like, fuck, like, and I noticed the part of me that wanted to create overwhelm around that and make it a really big deal or, you know, yeah, go into that overwhelm energy of like, how am I going to find the time? And like, maybe I can do it another day and wanting it to push it back, which is usually what I would let play out would be the overwhelm piece that I don't have time piece and things like that. And I was like, okay, well, it's already in my calendar and I can absolutely record a podcast episode. And, you know, today my day has looked like waking up, I trained, so I went to the gym, I came home, like showered, washed my hair, I got a coffee, I had a call with my interior designer, I had a one-to-one client call, I went to go down to the bank, couldn't do what I wanted to do, um, so I'm going to have to go back, but then I, you know, ducked into Style Runner, bought myself a new active wear set, came home, um, and now I'm podcasting, and in between that I've made myself some lamb chops for breakfast, and my day hasn't really been that full on, even though like I'm doing things, I don't feel overwhelmed. And then after recording this podcast episode, I've got to have a team meeting and then I've got the rest of the afternoon off. So basically from 3 p.m. onwards, there's nothing. And with everything I've done today, there's been space in between that as well. And I realize how much I can resort to putting myself into feeling overwhelmed. And I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this. The feeling of, oh my gosh, I just have so much to do. There's so much going on. There's so much on my plate. How am I going to fit it all in? And something my mentor said to me um, one time, or she spoke about in one of her courses or something like that. It was something along the lines of overwhelm is when you're on the brink of a breakthrough or something like that. But basically similar to how I see overwhelm, I know that often we get overwhelmed in periods where we're meeting ourselves in new edges of expansion. So I am someone that in the past I've been prone to getting myself into feelings of overwhelm and I could see how I was getting secondary gain from that because when I was overwhelmed, one of two things would happen. I would have excuses So if I was really, really overwhelmed, then if someone had expectations of me or wanted to put responsibilities on me or had needs, I didn't need to show up and deliver on those needs or those expectations or those responsibilities because I was just too overwhelmed. So there was a lot of secondary gain in that for me. You know, people wouldn't ask extra things of me if they knew there was a lot on my plate. And the other way in which overwhelm served me and I got unconscious secondary gain from that was I got more support. So, you know, you typically think about periods where you you're overwhelmed and people like, you know, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to support you? And like, you know, you're doing great and you get all the validation and things like that. So I could see how overwhelm really served me in the past of, again, even excuses. It's like if there was an event I didn't want to go to or a social function or something like that, I could easily turn to, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm just like a bit overwhelmed at the moment. I've got a lot on my plate and now I have an excuse when the truth is if I wasn't overwhelmed, I probably still wouldn't have wanted to go. I probably the answer would have been no. It's like, do you want to go to this thing? No, I actually don't want to go to it. So overwhelm was my best friend for a a big period of my life because it was my get out of jail free card. And maybe if you're listening to this, you can think about if you're someone that is chronically overwhelmed, how is that benefiting or serving you? Are you using your overwhelm as a get out of jail free card like I was? And can you take more responsibility for 
you know, being more integrous and more honest around that, where if there's things that you don't want, responsibilities that you don't want to have or events you don't want to go to or things you don't want to do, can you just be honest and just say like, hey, I don't want to go or hey, I'm going to sit out on this one or like, hey, I don't actually want to take on that responsibility as opposed to pulling the card that, you know, you've just got so much on or you're so busy. However, I would say I've clocked that you know, over the last couple of years, I would say, especially the last 12 months, I've got very, very good at not kind of relying on that card anymore and really getting to a level that I'm not resorting to overwhelm a lot. However, it does still show up sometimes. And one of the ways it can show up a little bit more is in business and a little bit more subtle. So while I wouldn't use the word overwhelm anymore, I can notice the part of me that could be overwhelmed. So it's kind of like a on the brink of overwhelm energy where it feels like pressure. And whilst it often feels external, like external pressure, i.e. there's a lot of moving parts or a lot of things to do or people relying on me or expectations and things like that, I actually know that a lot of it is internal as well. So using the example of the podcast, you know, Madison, again, my business manager, she's been saying to me for a while, Jesse, like we need to get back on the podcast. Like you need to get back on the mic. Like the stats have been absolutely incredible. Like I think there was a period where we hadn't dropped a new podcast episode for, I reckon it was either four or five months. And we had consistently hit a minimum of like a thousand downloads a week, roughly with no podcast episodes for five months, yet people were still tuning in and listening and re-listening and going back to old episodes and new people plugging into old episodes. And I don't even know how they were finding the podcast because I wasn't even talking about or promoting it. So we, we knew that if we took it seriously, like there was a lot of potential here. And I just, you know, felt like, you know, we've got too much going on. There's too many other things that are a priority, even though like I actually love podcasting. I always felt like it was such a big thing and there was so much time. And today, you know, this is now the fourth episode, I think, since being back and choosing to be consistent and record more regularly. And I realize how easy it has been. Like the hardest part has probably been setting up my podcasting equipment because at the moment my office isn't done. So, you know, my podcast with Oscar, we recorded upstairs. So I moved everything up there and sometimes I sit at my desk and now I'm sitting in another chair. So I've been moving my podcast equipment around, but once my office is all set up and good to go, it's, it's going to stay put. It's not going to move. So it's going to be me literally sitting down, pressing record and talking into the mic. That's how easy it's going to be. But the hardest part, has probably been honestly the setup. It hasn't been, you know, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? It hasn't been, how am I going to fit it in my schedule and my calendar? And I was thinking about how since Madison has been putting the podcast episodes into my calendar, because we had a conversation like, how do we be consistent with this? How do we ensure that we're we're making sure that podcast episodes are getting done? They're going to be regular. We've got content to put out. It's not just a I'll record when I feel like it. And something we came up with was let's actually set aside time to um, put in my calendar when I'm going to record, which makes sense. And who knew that recording would be so easy once it's in my calendar because I just get it done because there's time set aside that that's what I've got to do. And I can see how much and while I'm I'm putting pretty high expectations on myself, so take this lightly, I can see the part of me that's been unproductive with my time. 
Now, keep in mind, I run a seven-figure company. I've just co-founded a second company, which will very likely be a seven-figure company this year. I have two full-time team members. I've got contractors. Like, I'm doing a lot. I'm not an unproductive or a lazy person. Like, so keep that in mind. Like, there's some pretty high expectation shit. However, even running two companies and things like that and all the bits and pieces, you know, still being a friend and a fiancé and a freaking dog mum and all of that, I can still see that there was a part of me that was still being unproductive. And I don't mind unproductivity, but something I talk about with clients is productive unproductivity. So what productive unproductivity is, is basically when you be unproductive in a way that is intentional and without guilt, and it actually serves a purpose, i.e. you're actually resting or you're being present or you're enjoying a movie or you're having downtime or a relaxing bath or something like that. So while you're not doing productive things like working or chores and cleaning or ticking things off a to-do list, it's still productive in the sense that there's gain from it. And that gain could be you just, again, resting or spending time with yourself or being present. What I'm not down for is unproductive, unproductivity. That's things like getting stuck in a TikTok hole, scrolling social media, just doing things that feel like they waste time and time goes past and there's no gain to it. There's no benefit. And I realized that there was still a part of me that was being unproductively unproductive. So I was, you know, getting stuck in the social media holes and things like that. And I, I saw that in myself very much today where I'm like, how have I thought that I haven't had time to consistently podcast when I actually do? And I was like, oh, because one, I'm not actually setting aside time for it to take it seriously and treat it like it's something important. And two... I'm being unproductively unproductive. So I believe two things. One, when we give ourselves more time and space to be unproductive productively, i.e. we actually intentionally choose to sit down and watch a movie or have a bath and things like that, and we're not lacking intentionality, then we actually feel fulfilled. So if I have a bath and I rest and I close down my eyes and there's bath oils and I get out of the bath and I feel so pampered or if I watch a movie with my partner and we both sit there and we're laughing or we're on the edge of our seats or whatever it is and we have an experience together or even if I just read a book in the sun, I finish up those things feeling fulfilled, feeling energized. When I'm lying on the couch in a social media hole, I don't leave that feeling great. Or if I do the other things that I just mentioned, I, I have a bath, but I'm scrolling social media or I read a book, but every five minutes I put the book down and stop and do something unproductive and then come back to the book and I stop and I start. They don't satiate me and it doesn't feel fulfilling. So I never am left feeling fully satiated. So I'm always searching for something to satiate me. So what that means is you get stuck in these holes where you never feel fully well rested, you never feel fully satiated, so you always crave more time doing nothing, but then when you have the time doing nothing, you don't actually do nothing, you're in a social media hole, and the loop just continues. So the way out of this is to actually choose to spend your downtime more consciously present. So if, for example, I chose to, again, read my book in the sun and I laid and and for two hours I just laid my book in the sun and I didn't have my phone and I was present and I was intentional 
I feel full. My cup is full. So now plugging into work or recording a podcast or, you know, having brunch with a friend or getting anything done, I can focus because I feel like I've had that downtime and I feel very, very complete. But when we're always in a scattered energy of, you know, being on our phone and like any time that we have downtime, we're not being intentional or conscious in those moments or present, we never feel like we've had enough time. So we always need to create more time. So then when there's things and opportunities, i.e. recording podcasts frequently, we feel like, oh my God, there's just too much on my plate because I, I, don't, I don't have enough downtime. You need so much less downtime than what you think you do. You don't need more downtime. You need more intentional downtime. You need more present and conscious downtime. You don't need more time resting because when you do get that time resting, you're actually not even resting. So I think we can like just see ourselves in this of of our patterns of humans where we have a tendency to want a lot more rest time than we actually need because when we get it, we waste it. So for me, I feel moving forward, what I'm getting better at is making sure that I'm being productively unproductive. So I'm not, you know, on social media or replying just to one more quick message or one more quick text or email to, you know, a contractor or something like that. It's like I'm either on or I'm off and I'm not doing that scattered energy in between. And what that doesn't mean is if I'm on a holiday with my partner, I'm off and I can't reply to messages. It's not so much that energy. It's more just like the day-to-day moment-to-moment stuff, making sure that I'm not being scattered between you know, boxing a client and then forgetting I had an email to write back to and then doing that and, and then saying I'm going to have a nap, but then I start the nap and then I'm in, I'm being on social media for half an hour and now I don't have enough time for that nap. It's just, you guys know the spiral that I'm talking about. So it's just choosing to just be a little bit more intentional with that. The second thing that I think that I want to speak to is I think I could say entrepreneurship, but it's not just entrepreneurship because it's people in careers and things like that as well, is where, again, this ties into the part that we can be very lazy and I think that we can want a lot more time to ourselves than what we actually need and making sure that our expectations line up with those needs. So I'm going to speak to entrepreneurship. I'm going to speak to the coaching industry, but this applies to any industry, any business owner, and also even someone in a career that wants to have career progression as well. So take this and apply it to your situation, however that lands. But I see a lot in the space of people wanting to be doing 20 50, $100,000 months while simultaneously being at the beach for eight hours a day, every day. Like I'm all for freedom and creating a life of freedom and I'm all for getting out of hustle culture. I'm very anti-hustle culture. But what I'm not for is entitlement and people having delusional expectations of what they can get for doing very little. I feel like as a society... We've really tapped into this energy and this frequency of how can I get the most by giving the least? It's how can I earn the most amount of money working the least hours possible? How can I get the biggest possible raise without giving the additional hours or or get being innovative in my role and things like that? And I just don't think it, it it's fair. And I don't believe that we necessarily have to work hard or we necessarily have to, and definitely not even hustle. I'm not even talking about hustle in this situation. I just mean like we don't have to 
give a lot if we don't want to. If you want to have the lifestyle where you're at the beach for four or five hours a day, four days a week, and then you're baking muffins with your kids or you're going on a vacation with your partner and you want to be offline and off socials and not on your phone or not replying to emails or whatever, you actually get to have that. And I fucking love that for you. But don't expect to be able to have that and have everything else. And I know that sounds pessimistic because I'm I'm very much in the energy of you can have it all, but it's bridging the gap between you can have it all and you can have whatever you want and you can create your own reality with realism. And I think a lot of people are playing in a very entitled energy where they're expecting a lot from their bosses, um, their businesses, themselves, their clients, their audience, their peers, whatever, without really checking themselves. How am I showing up as a leader? How am I showing up as a fucking CEO? How am I showing up as an employee? How am I showing up as a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a sister, a daughter? How am I showing up as, you know, any particular role that you're playing where there's an expectation on the other end of that? So if you have a lot of expectation from your partner and you're not getting enough of what you want from your partner, have you actually checked yourself and how you're showing up? And I don't just mean that you fold their laundry. I mean, are you actually, you know, having powerful conversations? Are you actually being supportive? When was the last time you gave them a very specific compliment? Not just like, I'm proud of you, but I'm so proud of you for how you handled XYZ situation. Like I think we can wait for other people to show up for for us, but we don't actually show up for them first. And, and same with money and business where it's like, we can expect to be earning such huge amount of money, yet we're not willing to do what's required of us for it to make sense to earn that amount of money. And I think while I live a very free life, and I'll be honest, I have a lot of fucking space in my schedule and I'm definitely not hustling at all, like a furthest thing from hustling. And again, you know, I, I went down and I shopped today and I train in the mornings and I'll have coffee and Wednesdays I don't do a lot and my weekends are spacious and things like that. I think some people would be surprised how much I do work and how much I've worked in the past to get where I am. And I think a lot of people that promote the fucking four hour work week lifestyle and things like that, they didn't get to that position by never working. A lot of the people that have the most space in their schedule did fucking grind to be able to earn that. And what I'm not saying is you sh- you need to grind, but the truth is a lot of people that promote that lifestyle did have a period of grinding. Again, I'm not saying you need to do that, but I'm just saying have a look at and connect the dots. So I think there can be a little bit more realigning our expectations of the desires we have and what's actually required of us as as humans, again, as entrepreneurs, CEOs, employees, friends, whatever, for the expectation that we want. You get to live life however you please and that's all good and well. I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue if someone doesn't even want to work a day in their life. I don't have an issue if someone wants to run a business and spend more time at the beach than they do at their desk. I don't mind if someone, you know, wants to cancel on their friends or that, like, do whatever you want. What I do have an issue with is when people want to do those things and they're frustrated and throw bratty tantrums that they haven't got a certain result when that's what they're doing. 
So if you don't have an expectation where you're not demanding or entitled or bratty or or throwing a tantrum that you're not making $50,000 a month or you're not throwing a tantrum that your friend didn't invite you to a certain event or you're not throwing a tantrum that your boss hasn't given you a pay rise, that's good and well. That's all fine because you're you're putting a certain output and you can see where the input of, of what you're receiving back makes sense for what you're putting out, i.e. you can see that how much you're being paid makes sense for how you're working. You can see that that the revenue in your business makes sense for how much effort and intentionality you're putting in and things like that. I just have an issue when people do the thing where they have very little output and they stomp their feet that they're not getting input. That's what I have an issue with. So I think if there's anything that you take away from this episode, it's being real with yourself of where are you expecting some kind of external outcome or thing to happen, whether it's like, you know, you're wanting, expecting something from friendships or your partner or your business or your employer. Are you actually showing up for that person, that thing, that job in a way that makes sense for the outcome that you want? That's, that's all I really, really want to put forward. The second thing is, Where can you actually do so much more than what you think you can and you're putting unnecessary overwhelm on yourself and telling yourself you don't have time when you're actually wasting a lot of time? So for example, you are scrolling. What's your fucking screen time? Let's go there. Like what's actually your screen time? How much time are you spending scrolling social media and things like that? And the time that you are, are you creating or are you consuming? I think this is really, really important where we can just actually be a little bit more fucking honest and real with ourselves around how much time we actually have. I think this is the biggest thing that people use as their biggest excuse. They don't have time. And it's so funny, like it's old and you've probably heard it before, but there's like a saying saying something along the lines of, um, we all have the same amount amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. And I've seen a few other ones thrown around. It's like, we all have the same amount of hours in a day as Gandhi, or we all have the same amount of hours in a day as, you know, insert whatever person. But it's true. I think about it sometimes. And I think about people that are running, say, billion dollar companies, like let's use Elon Musk, for example. You have the same amount of hours in a day as Elon Musk. Like, and, and he's still sleeping. He's still eating. He's still functioning. He still has a family and things like that. And, and I won't, let's not go too hard into what his dynamics like with his kids and all the shit like that. I don't know. It's just an example. But what I am saying is there's a lot of people out there where they don't use time as an excuse and they're not necessarily burnt out. Like, I think we, we tell ourselves that those people that, are doing really, really big things. The only way we can feel good about ourselves is by telling ourselves, oh yeah, but you know, they won't be being a good parent or they won't be being a good friend or they're overworking or they have no life or they never travel. Or we tell ourselves a story around how sad that person must be in other areas of their life rather than just saying, wow, they must be really fucking good at prioritizing their time. Like, what would that be like to say instead of going straight into projecting that they're miserable in their marriage or like whatever else it would be? What would it be like to play with? Wow, that person's fucking nailed productivity. That person has nailed balance. That person has nailed navigating business and relationships simultaneously. I think we could take a lot more responsibility for, you know, creating so much more power and uh, momentum in our lives 
by being more intentional with time, less screen time, less time on social media, more time being just intentional. And it's so obvious. It's a conversation we've heard before. We've, we've all heard it. But again, even I need that reminder sometimes. And, you know, I'm sure if you're plugging into this episode and, and if you're still this far in, you needed that reminder as well. So play with that. Like play what, what does it look like of, you know, you setting up your schedule to be just as powerful as Elon Musk or fucking Beyonce. It's like, what does it look like for you to look at the next 24 hours ahead of you and see where you can maximize that time? And when I say maximize time, I'm not just talking getting things done and ticking things off a to-do list. But what I am saying is actually reading a book instead of scrolling on social media. Like how many times have you said you're going to start something and you haven't? You said you're going to start dance classes or tennis lessons or boxing or learning a language, whatever it may be. And and you don't do that because you tell yourself you don't have enough time, yet your screen time's eight hours a day. So I say this with just so much love because I, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, human ambition and drive and evolution. And I think as humans, we can evolve so much more when we're honest with ourselves and when we're real with ourselves and, you know, when we're willing to take a little cheeky slap on the ass and, and in, implement it in a way that can be powerful. So if anything, I hope this episode has left you just feeling more intentional with your time and taking your time more seriously because it's your most valuable asset. I remember my partner saying to me probably about five years ago now, he said, if you ever have the option to spend money in order to save time, always do it because you can always make more money. You can never get more time. So that's an example of why, you know, we have a house cleaner and things like that, because that's me uh, trading money for time. So I pay someone to take away time doing things that don't fulfill me. So I don't want to clean my bathrooms so I can pay someone to clean my bathrooms because the time I would spend cleaning my bathrooms, I can't get back. But the money I pay someone to clean my bathroom, I can always get back. So I think, you know, really just coming back to time is your most valuable asset that you own. How can you be more intentional with it? And just getting curious with yourself right now. Are you actually spending your time and living your life in a way that actually feels fucking fulfilling? Are you showing up for your friends, for your partner in a way that you feel good about being that person? Are you you know, utilizing your time in a way that makes you feel like you're fucking taking life by the balls. And I know that's so cliche, but it's true. Um, or are you just letting day by day, like things go through and, you know, just ticking one thing off at a time and just letting time pass you by rather than you, you know, taking more control of your time. Why I think the conversation around time is so important is I feel like when we master time, we master our lives. Like I truly believe that when we master time, we master our lives because when we master time, we're maximizing the opportunities that we have available to us, which means more time creating deeper connection, more fulfillment, you know, and like allowing our ambition to come to fruition in terms of, you know, following through on passions or ideas that we had, you know, we're becoming someone that makes us happy and excites us and we're fulfilling our fucking dreams because we're allowing the time that we have available to us to be utilized wisely. So master time and you will master your life. And I hope this podcast has left you just feeling more curious about where you can be more intentional, where you can clock, where you're making yourself overwhelmed when you actually don't need to be and where you can just be so much more present and intentional with your time. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will be seeing you in the next one.